Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. I am your host, Tom Sutton. May the 4th be with you. There we go. I had to put an episode out today, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, there are some fans who feel a little bit um, resentful of the choice of May the 4th as International Star Wars Day just because they feel like Star Wars re was released on May 25th, so that should be Star Wars Day. But as, as I've said before... Um, it wasn't released on that day everywhere. Um, <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at two firsts today, folks. Not only is this the first time I've ever podcasted outside of Sweden, I'm actually in Adelaide, Australia right now. This is my first time podcasting in, in Australia. It's also my p first time podcasting outside. What do you reckon? Can you hear it? Can you hear nature breathing? Mm. You might hear a bit of um, airplane noise. Sometimes we get airplanes going over here. But um, yeah, I'm in my brother's backyard in Adelaide. Um, good stuff. I have not done an episode for ages. This is one of those classic kind of uh, Star Wars dead spots. We are heading into Star Wars Celebration. And generally, Lucasfilm will uh, kind of save all their goodness for um, when uh, that, uh, what do you ever call it, that, that um, what is it called? It's not called a function <laughs> event, let's just call it anyway. They're saving, you know, they're kind of saving all their news and stuff for that. Um, the one big thing that happened, which I never even did an episode on, sorry, um, was the uh, Kenobi teaser trailer. Um, let's do it. Let's talk about it right now. Um, I saw... I mean, the reactions were overwhelmingly positive. Um, I, I, the whole generation that grew up with the prequels, they're excited. Um, I really... I think it, the reactions were really overwhelmingly positive. Um, I even I heard some people comment on how cinematic it was. Um, me personally, I liked it, but I wasn't blown away. Um, I love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, so I'm I'm down for that. Uh, but obviously, there is a connection between that Obi Wan Kenobi and the Star Wars films I don't like very much. So I guess that's going to affect me. Um, I. I didn't think it really, it didn't strike me as like, wow, so cinematic, or wow, this is a big, you know, this is Star Wars TV on 10. Um, now, I think that, you know, there's a few factors to keep in mind. It's a teaser trailer. They're not going to give away too much. Um, I think that these, you know, moments when you finally see Obi-Wan spring into action are going to be big moments, and they don't want to give away too much of that. Um, but I don't know. It looked, to me, on par in terms of scale and kind of budget. Pretty much on on a par with the uh, the rest of the you know live action Star Wars we've seen. Um, 
I really liked the shot of the Lars homestead. I liked, you know, Obi-Wan look, uh, kind of keeping an eye on that and we see young Luke there. That was cool. Um, I will admit that I had a similar reaction to a lot of people about the, the Grand Inquisitor. Or is it the Head Inquisitor? I don't remember. Um, he looks very different than he did in Rebels. Now, a lot of people will say, well, of course he looks different. That was animated, and this is live action. Everyone looks different. And I think it's not just about looking different. It's about looking cool. And in the two shots we've seen of him, uh, he doesn't look that great. He just doesn't look that cool. Um, When you look at uh, the character that Bruce Spence played in episode three and his cronies, they had a very specific look about them, and this guy's kind of head and skin don't don't look like that um i don't know he just looks kind of pudgy and pasty um but he is reportedly a great actor so who knows maybe this is going to really be something cool um there's another inquisitor her name has been revealed as reva or reva we don't know yet um it's um she seems cool. I just like I I know her from the Queen's Gambit, and it's hard for me to see her really as a cold-hearted inquisitor. So I think that there's going to be a bit of dimension to that character. I'm not sure she's a hundred percent quote-unquote bad guy. Um, and I have to say, because she's very like um, kind of good-looking, cool hair and stuff. That doesn't totally say Inquisitor to me, um, but she was awesome in the Queen's Gambit. So um, I know that she's um, she's got acting chops and charisma, and uh, she could be great. Um, I don't know. Again, you know, what always holds me back a bit with the TV stuff is, you know, is it the scale that we're used to in the Star Wars films? And if it's not... It, it, it doesn't quite land as Star Wars for me. Um, but, yeah, let's see how it goes. I mean, good to see uh, Uncle Owen. Um, I think he's going to be really cool in this, and I think we're going to see that character quite differently um, once we've seen this series. Um, yeah, so let's see. But yeah, I, I think I didn't really do a, an episode specifically on that just because I was a bit like, yeah, I'm not super inspired by this, so it's just not going to... I I don't know. I just didn't feel it. Um, but let's see. It could, uh, it could still be super, super awesome. Now, uh, since I arrived here for my three-month trip to Australia, this is the first time I've been back in Australia for four years. Um quite it was quite fun my brother monty has been um watching some star wars and he was like let's let's keep it rolling let's watch some star wars together and uh i of course needed no uh encouragement <laughs> so we uh, actually started rewatching the mandalorian uh which has been really fun my brother has a really nice really nice sound system um so wow it's been pretty kick ass to be watching Star Wars with this kind of um killer sound setup. 
Um, so yeah, rewatching some Mandalorian. We've been we watched the original trilogy. We did watch the Disney Plus versions. I am so annoyed with myself. I plan to bring my 4K specialized versions with me because that's really the only version I want to see from now on. And I forgot to bring them, so we had to watch the the special editions. Man, the changes they they to me they are getting worse as time goes on. Because that CG looks worse and worse as time goes on. Um, Empire, uh, as always, fares very well. Um, there's even a scene, you know, with the Wampa that I think really improves the sequence. Um, so that's great. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, just an awesome time. We watched Rogue One. You know what we did actually? We watched Solo and Rogue One. I think like over two nights, not back to back on the same day, but uh, you know over the space of two days. And um, it's so interesting because there's such a large percentage of the of the community that really holds Rogue One as the um, the shining jewel of the Disney era, and um, people love that film. And as I've said, I liked it when it came out, and I've grown to love it over time. Uh, but Solo is just such a favorite for me. And it's it's kind of fun because, you know, my brother is not a, like, hardcore Star Wars fan at all. Um, but he also, like, felt the same, the, the way I do, that Solo was just really, like, really great. Just great characters, great fun, great action. Really, the whole story hangs together so well. Um, really funny, and that Rogue One ha has so much about it that kicks ass, but also has some really kind of like, ooh, like wince-inducing lines or just moments that make you go like, what? Okay. Um, so yeah, it was kind of funny to to watch those back to back and um, see that you know he had the same kind of reaction that I did. But um, man, I just. I was, you know, watching Solo and just, yeah, it's just like, it's been a while since I watched Star Wars movies. I've kind of been saving them. And my reaction to Solo was just so just like, woohoo, you know, just, um, it was exactly the Star Wars reaction that you want. <laughs> I just had such a good time. Man, I just, you know, the credits were rolling and I was just smiling as always. I just, I, it, it is unfathomable to me that people who love Star Wars cannot love Solo. It is just so Star Wars. Yeah, so that was cool. So yeah, the original trilogy were all good. But I mean, those special edition changes, especially in Return of the Jedi, I would say, bleh, not good. Now, the other funny thing is that my brother actually was halfway through watching the prequels. Literally, he had watched episode one and half of episode two. So, we finished off... I mean, I've seen the movies 800 times. So I don't need to see them um, again. But I, we watched the second half of Attack of the Clones. I'm sorry if you like that movie. Great. To me, it just looks like a two-hour video game cutscene. And even if the characters and dialogue were all way better than they are, the look of those films would just torpedo my, 
my appreciation of them completely. I just can't stand the look of them. I remember, so we watched, and then we watched uh, episode three last night. Uh, when, um, what's that thing called that Obi-Wan rides on Utapau? That kind of lizard. And my brother goes, man, that looks straight out of Avatar. And I was like, yeah. It's not the way Star Wars should look for me, at least. But um, one of the fun things about Star Wars is that you, at least I think a lot of, a lot of us see something different or have a different experience every time we watch it. Um, watching episode three, I've, again, the usual stuff that I find frustrating, I still find frustrating. Um, but there were a couple of moments, like, I think Hayden Christensen in episode two is pretty bad, actually. And in episode three, he's actually mostly pretty okay. Not great, but like, okay. And there's just a few, a couple of lines where it's this kind of, um, you underestimate my power, this kind of stuff that is like, ugh. um, but I have to say, like, I think that my appraisal of his performance was pretty accurate for episode two, but for episode three, he's actually all right. Um, that Vader, no, my brother just burst out laughing, like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, really, still some, you know, moments that I really appreciate that great scene with Padme in the in her quarters or in the Senate building and then Anakin in the Jedi Temple kind of staring out at each other across the city while Anakin is trying to decide what to do. Ah, it's great. The opera scene, great. Um, I found the immolation scene really affecting today, uh, last night. Yeah, it, I think that's fantastic. I think the like the special effects work there and Hayden's performance is kick-ass, actually. Really good. And then when you see him, you know, on the operating table and everything, I think that's all really strong. Um, but then to just, again, torpedo the whole thing with that no. Yeah. Actually, I came up with an idea. What I want to do is go through the prequels because there are some, sometimes there'll be a shot where I'll just go like, oh, that looks like classic Star Wars. And not even just classic as in OT Star Wars, but like, so I think the prequels don't aesthetically fit in with the rest of the saga. And um, obviously, you know, the sequels and the, and the two standalones don't look exactly like the original trilogy, but I think aesthetically they are definitely within the same galaxy. <laughs> Um, but there are certain shots in the prequels where my brain suddenly goes, oh, that looks like the rest of the saga. So I want to go through and screenshot some and just to kind of do a little compilation of those shots so I can kind of look at them and go, ah, oh, imagine if it looked like this. But, um, yeah, I've been so appreciating that this sound system, actually Monty and I have been watching the Galaxy of Sounds little uh, shorts where they uh, do edits of uh, along you know certain thematic lines with all the music 
and dialogue removed so you just get the sound effects. That's been really fun. Yeah, we rewatched that kick ass episode of The Book of Boba Fett, the N1 Naboo Starfighter episode. Again, just a ripping good time. Actually, yeah, and there's been some other good Star Wars talk. I saw my amazing friend Dion Stoisavlevich for the first time in 10 years, which is bonkers. Um, but, you know, it's been a bonkers 10 years. Um, we had a good Star Wars talk. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes I think I'm going nuts because. 80% of what I see online is like, mm, the sequels suck and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I just feel the opposite. Um, and I sometimes think, am I insane? You know. So it helps my mental health to talk to people who are on the same page as I am when it comes to Star Wars. Mm. All right. So, yeah, this is exciting. Like, what's going to happen? Um, I think... Actually, I'm going to, this is a bit of a, apparently a podcasting, no, no, I'm just going to Google it right now. Um, I'll look it up right now. Um, I think that the behind the scenes thing for um, for the book of Boba Fett might be out today. Let's take a look at Disney Plus, see what happens. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, I mean, I love those behind-the-scenes stuff, things. I always have. Um, so let's take a look. Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Click. There we go. Disney Gallery. Woohoo! Okay. That is on the Palooza list. For those of you who don't know, my brother and I, when we hang out, we call it Satsapalooza. Because he, he got the nickname Suts, uh, of course, due to the name Sutton. I am also a Sutton, therefore I am also a Suts. And, um, yeah, so we call our hangouts Suts-a-Palooza. So, that is going on the list for tonight, for sure. Okay, that'll be cool. I'll watch that, do another episode soon. So, awesome. Let's see what happens, you know. Um Okay, some a bit a bit of news to talk about. So some time ago, the the title Tales of the Jedi got leaked due to a uh, Lucasfilm, like an in-house Lucasfilm uh, employee gift. I think it was a Christmas gift or something. Um, so there's been speculation about what that is for some time, and now it's hilarious when um, Lucasfilm is so you know caught up in their secrecy and we don't don't say anything until we you know drop the news officially and blah 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 but of course the the um timetables or schedules for Star Wars celebration are starting to come out and one of the descriptions of one of the uh, panels <laughs> actually basically described what the show is which is an anthology series and uh, an animated anthology series um hard to know whether how exciting that is at this point what's the animation going to look like that's a big thing um, what eras are they going to cover now if it's an anthology series I'm going to assume they're going to cover everything but um, let's see until we see a trailer I don't know what we can really say uh, you know how excited should we be really um, but that's cool 
what else are we looking for? Maybe an Andor trailer. That would be nice. Um, I think a big one would be just some announcements regarding films. Like, is Rogue Squadron still on? Is Ryan Johnson going to actually do his trilogy one day? Where's Taika's movie at? Uh, I don't know. I, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes up. So that's, uh, yeah, about three weeks away. Very exciting. Uh, all right. Um, I don't have the uh, Sounds of Star Wars book with me here in Australia, but we are going to do a round of What's That Song? All right, for those who don't know, What's That Song is where we um, take my Star Wars playlist, which is just all the, um, all the tracks from all the films, and uh, we take a listen and try to A, name that track, and uh, B, talk about what we think about it. All right, let's have a listen. It's pretty menacing. Mm, I really like this kind of stuff. I want to do kind of a compilation of this kind of moody stuff so we can so I can have my quiet moody Star Wars playlist. Hmm. I can't pick what this is though. Uh, okay, that's a Rogue One. Uh, that's a Rogue One melody. So this is from Rogue One for sure. Not sure what it's called. Let's take a look. <gasps> ah. So this track is called Rebellion. Rebellions are built on hope. That's cool. All right. That was good. Let's try another one. Okay. Ooh. Is this to do with Leia somehow? Or is this from episode two, maybe? Very romantic. Let's take a look. Totally wrong. This is Anakin's theme from The Phantom Menace. I wonder if there's an Imperial March hidden in there somewhere. Hmm. That's weird. How did that... Uh, okay. Very surprising. Let's do one more. Uh, from uh, The Force Awakens, maybe. Oh, no, it's from Solo. Okay. This is from Solo. This might be something to do with the uh, Conveyx heist. Let's take a look. Oh, it's called Breakout. Um, yeah. You know what that is. That is... Um, 
breaking out. The, this is the, the uh, yeah the uprising on Kessel. Yeah, great, man. Go watch Solo again if you haven't. All right. Uh, let's take a look. Let's get back to our Last Jedi scene by scene rewatch. Let's check it out. All right, I believe that we uh, left off with um, so Ray and Chewie and Artu leaving Akto. Ah, oh, so usually you because I usually record it with the TV and stuff, and you can usually hear in the background where we are. So sorry if uh, you can't hear that, but where we are, are is on Akto. Luke's heading up to the tree to um, burn the sacred texts and, texts and guess, who, guess who turns up? Old Master Yoda. Great stuff. Um, I like this scene very much. Um, I think it has straight up some of the um, the absolute best oh there we go you can get a bit of sound to me it has some of the absolute best kind of like wisdom of the Jedi type dialogue um, of any film outside Empire Strikes Back which is a massive achievement really I mean Yoda's dialogue in The Empire Strikes Back is stunning, you know. Um, now, Yoda looks good. They uh, they use the puppet. They tried to... They, I think they went back to the original moulds and stuff and tried to recreate Yoda as closely as possible to what we remember from Empire and Jedi. As soon as Yoda turns up, I was like, something's a bit funny. Something's a bit off. And guess what? Um... As far as I know, so the original Yoda puppet was finished, but they thought something is something not exactly right, and they figured the top lip needs to be fuller, and they wanted to give it almost like a, a like to kind of um, elicit uh, thoughts of um, Einstein and his moustache. So they actually cast a um, a piece to add on to Yoda's top lip. Um, and that's what we know in the films and apparently when they went back to the original moulds they forgot that or weren't aware and um, so you, what you get is the Yoda without that little extra bit on the top lip which makes him look a little bit different I'm sad to say but it's, so, it's, it's frustrating because I got so close he does look good you know um, it's just that one thing that really makes it stumble a little bit but that Listen to this. But weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all. The greatest teacher, failure is. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> Come on. That's great stuff. I would have... Luke. Okay. We are what they grow beyond. Bam. Great line. Yeah, talking about like, you shouldn't be perfect. They should be better. The, the people who come after you should be better. Because 
that's, that shows that things are progressing. That's what you hope for, that the people who come after you are better, you know, have learned more. Um, yeah, but I think also that scene I miss a little bit, like Luke turns around, there's no kind of like warmth at all. He really looks kind of um, wary of Yoda in a way. And obviously the situation is pretty dire. I would have liked to have seen him turn around, show a bit of a like, a, this kind of smile of like, oh my God, it's it's my old friend, you know, and then go into the drama of it when when the kind of the reality of the situation kind of takes hold over his um, his consciousness again. All right, we're on the we're watching DJ and um, Finn and Rose on the ship. They're about to break into the um, yeah. Snoke's ship. Now, here we go. This is another part that I don't... It's not like I hate it, but it's just like... I don't think that this needs to be in a Star Wars movie, really. Where um, Finn's talking to DJ and DJ's going to show him, like... Um, whoever owned this ship, you know, made their money selling weapons to the bad guys. Ooh. And guess what? Selling weapons to the good guys, too. So is the point there just being like, so as soon, you know, as soon as you get into, as soon as you start fighting, as soon as you buy into the into the violence, you're losing. And, well, I don't know. I'm not sure really what that's supposed to signify. Um, obviously, if it's a very... Um, Commendable uh, point to be making in uh, in a film, but I'm not just I'm just not sure it really belongs in Star Wars. When I see X-wings, I don't want to be thinking about oh who like uh, which war profiteer got rich off these. Like I just want X-wings, good guys, Tie Fighters, bad guys. I want to keep it very simple like that, you know. All right, Adrian Edmondson is on screen, and I love him. Um. Yeah. The slow motion chase, I'm not sure there are many people who really love that aspect of things. <laughs> okay. Whew, this was a controversial part of the film as well. Was Holdo kind of annoying because she just didn't tell Poe Dameron what the hell was going on? Like, could all of this had been have been avoided? Well, obviously it could have. Um, but... You know, is is the kind of the negative reaction to Holdo basically because she's a woman in a dress? Like, if this had been a cigar-munching, tough guy, military commander, perhaps all, you know, the usual suspects would have just been like, yep, well, that's a tough commander for you. Sometimes they're like that, you know. But uh, I think people <laughs> acted like this was some kind of feminist plot or something. Hmm. Mm. But I, I I do get it, you know, like, because for us, Poe Dameron's like a central character. He's a hero. What? Like, of course, yeah, he made a mistake in the beginning. But why not just tell him what's going on? You know, so eh, I'm not in love with it, but I think it's pretty cool. All right. I think it's time. To, we're going to pause it there. Uh, not a super long one today. Um, I think the uh, the avalanche of news and the stuff is coming once Celebration gets here. Um, yeah, let's take a look at the, um, 
Book of Boba Fett Gallery. That would be fun. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back more with a lot more fun stuff this month. So, uh, yeah. Talk to you then. My name is Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. (laughs) 